And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Um, uh, text lines have blown up. If you want to text in, call in 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. And, and then, so i gotta, I got to slow it down for those who always say I read it too fast. It's 833 687 And the twang is there for you as well. <laughs> i got <laughs> to have an accent, man. Uh, I, had a, I had a friend of mine who... Um, he had a very like, he had a very deep South accent, and um, and you know I, I I'm a, I'm a y'all guy. I, I I just but but I don't know. Maybe I move so much that maybe mine's not as strong. But uh, but he was one of these guys who when he talked now he talked like this a lot. Smart as a whip. I looked at him one day and I said, I believe you are the fastest thinking slow talker I've ever met. <laughs> fastest thinking slow talker. The fastest I like thinking it. slow talker I've ever met. Um, <laughs> All right. Hey, by the way, the text lines are going boom. So I'd, I'd see if I can touch over here and find out what's going on. Uh, if my mouse will work, boomer, I, I got no. There, okay, all of a sudden I'm working again. Um, oh, by the way, I did have the guy who emailed me a moment ago. Uh, just goes by the name Greer. Greer emailed me and uh, and and said, in essence, uh, I, I got I got the big correction about the Saturn rocket. Right. It was like with exclamation points. So, you know, it's a Saturn one. I okay, I'm sorry, but then he he texted back in. He goes, he goes, thanks, Phil. Love your show. Love it when a retired Army major, that's him, gets to correct a colonel. Didn't always work out so smoothly in a 22 plus year career. <laughs> Greer, thanks for your yeah. service, man. Now do some push-ups. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I get it. I was wrong. It's a Saturn one. Uh, Chappie from Madison. Um, He's uh, sending the picture of that abandoned town. Yeah, the Centralia Mine Fire. Yeah, Chappie, I talked about that on my show not long ago, uh, where that coal mine's been burning for decades. And, uh, and just the, the entire town is now gone. Um, yeah, so you grew up near that. That's pretty interesting. Um, we got, uh, oh, there's that one. There's that one. Uh, Jeff from Indiana and Dustin from Hazel Green both sent us pictures of the uh, – there's the Saturn rocket at the, uh, the uh, is that the truck stop or is that the Space and Rocket Center? Now, Dustin, I think, is sending us, yes, Dustin sends us pictures of the, the, the rocket at the Space and Rocket Center. And then Jeff from Indiana sent us pictures of the one at the truck stop, which I'm sure he sees on a daily basis because that man does some driving. Um, but uh, very cool. And uh, anyway, Dustin, you have a great time, man. It looks like he might even be there at the Space and Rocket Center now. So anyway, good times. Uh, Robert from Athens, does Alabama really have a Republican supermajority as Jeff stated, or is it more realistically a rhino supermajority? Well, <laughs> okay. First of all, I know all, I know most of them personally. I served with them for eight years. I will say this: they are they are Republicans, but there's a difference between being Republican and being conservative. Um, and and a lot of them will tell you that they are ultra conservative until they vote on fiscal matters. And for some reason, we've got a great track record in our Alabama legislature voting on what I would call the social or cultural issues, you know, things like um, transgender uh, uh, men and transgenders in male transgenders in women's sports or uh, um, the, the abortion pro-life bills. And, you know, this, we're, we're strong in that regard. Some of the strongest in the nation, but fiscally, I believe they've gotten lazy and in some ways they've gotten fat. 
and, and they've got a surplus down there right now because we put some things in place back when I was in that have made it possible to actually have a surplus. And yet what they've done is help raise our taxes and refuse to give any tax relief. And it's time for the legislature to know that we expect more out of Republicans. You have an R by your name for a reason. That should mean something. And so listen, I, I don't want to hear any more about, well, it's one-time money. You know, we got to be careful. Okay, there's prudent and then there's just reluctant. There's two different things. Write that down, Boomer. That was good. <laughs> there's prudent, and then there's just reluctant. Prudent literally means you're being careful. You're taking a perspective that says, I'm going to view this carefully. I'm going to make sure I know all the facts first. I'm being prudent. Reluctant means I just don't want to do that, man. I don't want to do it. Well, okay. Stop being the reluctant fiscal conservative and just be what you say you are. We're going to downsize government. We're going to right-side taxes. We're going to make sure that the people of this state know that Montgomery is for them. Well, then do it. Stop talking about it. All right, I got on a rant. I didn't even get into number two of the Triple Dipper yet. When we get back, I'm going to this next story. Here's the uh, first headline for you. You ready? I'll, 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 I'll whet your appetite with this. A Seattle socialist faces a new challenge from a sustainable pot farmer. I kid you not. We'll talk about it when we get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some ground across the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure. Hey, listen, before I go any further, I got to tell you guys, um, so my friends at Riley and Jackson, I was actually talking uh, to them this morning, um, but you heard me talk about them before and their work on the Camp Lejeune water contamination cases, which you may still want to call in on if you haven't already. And then also the, the fact that they've been working on this issue of carcinogenic firefighting foam. So if you've been a firefighter or in the military using firefighting foam, you may have been exposed to a carcinogenic version of that foam. Uh, but that's what they do. And by the way, they're based in Birmingham. Don't let that put you off. They're based in Birmingham. They work statewide. So they are working on mass tort litigation. They're working on personal injury. They're working on things that basically it's if you've been harmed by the negligence of others, they exist for that purpose. Riley and Jackson, let me just tell you, if you're looking for an attorney, these are folks that I work with on issues. I've worked with them on, you know, uh, cases before, and, uh, and I think the world of them. Uh, and here's their number. Doesn't matter where you are in the state. You might want to give them a call if you have a need. They, by the way, they will not charge you for the call, and they only get paid if they get you paid. So here's their number, Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. 
That's Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. So give them a call and tell them you heard about it on, on Right Side Radio. Uh, oh, that thing I got to do. You ready? <sighs> no representation made the quality legal service before it was great with quality legal service before other lawyers. Remember, that was maybe my best one ever. You weren't, you weren't timing it, right? I was not timing it, but I bet somebody was. They're, they've been, they've been uh, setting your times on the text thread. I just, I just watched in the... Because we have a delay on the uh, video, and I happened to see my mouth moving so fast, and I was like, <laughs> it's like somebody sped up the film. <laughs> Ew. Anyway. All right. Hey, we're moving to number two in the Triple Dipper. I'm calling this In Hindsight. I look at things, and I'm thinking... If they had it to do over again, would they vote for that person? Would they pass that bill? Would they want to would they want to do over? Are they regretting it now? Are they getting buyer's remorse? So in hindsight, all right, the first one I found though, this one, this one feels like a woke world segment. Remember last week, Boomer, we had, was it last week we had that story that just got all over us um, about the the na- what was yes, it? the na- yes. I know exactly which one you're talking the, about. I can't even repeat it because Native American queer art collective <laughs> dealer who faked her Native American status and she's also non-binary. That's what Correct. it was. That's what it was. Non-binary queer art collective leader faked her Native American ancestry. That's what it was. <laughs> How much wokeness Ooh, can you sling into one headline? That's like. Okay, I need about 15 different wokeisms to put in one headline. There you go. Here's another one. You ready? Hotair.com. So we all know that Seattle is the uber-liberal you know, capital of the uh, left coast. Um, granted, San Francisco and Seattle, I'm pretty sure they duke it out to be who is the more liberal of the two in terms of their leadership. There's wonderful people in both communities, but they have to live under certain leadership. Well, Seattle's Socialist City Council member, Shama Sawant, well, she's arguably been a disaster for the city, says this article from hotair.com. In 2020, she was the council member who pushed for a 50% cut to the police budget. 50%. By the way, keep in mind what was going on in 2020. That was the year of the riots. That was the summer of love. Summer of love. The year of the riots. And they had the whole Chaz Chop thing going on in Seattle. Well, she wound up being the only person on the city council, though, who voted against those, you know, draconian police cuts, but not because she was against the cuts, because she thought the cuts were too small. She wanted them cut even further. So when the police chief criticized that move, then Sawant led the board to cut the police chief's salary, and the chief wound up quitting. Sawant also represents the Capitol Hill section of uh, Seattle, which is where that whole Chaz Chop autonomous zone was set up. Uh, a couple of years ago, and she was actually in favor of letting the mob take over permanently. Why? Why would you cede that to uh, anarchy? Well, because she's an anarchist herself. In 2021, she narrowly survived an attempt to recall her by a few hundred votes, but now she's facing a new adversary. Here's the headline that grabbed my attention. The kind of thing where I look back and think, first of all, are they regretting that they ever allowed her to be in office? Well, apparently they are because they had a massive recall effort to get rid of her. But she barely hung on, like by 100 votes in the entire city uh, or the entire voting district she's in. So she, she hung on through a challenge because obviously they're having, you know, a look back, a buyer's remorse on her. In hindsight, can we please get rid of Shama Sawant? Well, the headline says, Seattle Socialist Faces New Challenge from Sustainable Pot Farmer. So, <laughs> you can, you, and by the way, what they didn't add in is um, uh, 
Seattle socialist faces new challenge from activist LGBTQ sustainable pot farmer. That's, that's where we are in Seattle. In fact, the author at hotair.com says the challenger's name is Hollingsworth. Says Hollingsworth bio might not work in every part of the country, but I guess we can say that at least she's a capitalist concerned about high taxes. Well, she is. She's a business person. She uh, uses uh, sustainable energy solutions to grow legal marijuana. Uh, and by the way, her wife is a senior diversity and equity officer at a local community college. And I look at this and think, is there anybody left in Seattle who is in hindsight saying, what in God's name do we allow to happen out here? When is somebody going to grab the reins in Seattle and go, hey, uh, yeah, I'm a conservative, and by God, it stops now. When? When is somebody going to say that? I, not today, apparently, because right now they're too busy putting up the sustainable uh, LGBTQ activist pot farmer to run against the socialist who cut the police budget by 50%. Seattle, the home of Frazier and the Space Needle and all that. Hey, maybe I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. All right. Um, next one. I'm in the, in hindsight, so here's a headline for you. Ex-defense official. I signed the disinformation letter on Hunter's laptop even though I knew the contents were real. So in hindsight, is he regretting or just telling a statement of fact? So if you remember this, Back in 2020, during the election season, just prior to the election, the October surprise dropped. The New York Post got a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop, and they ran the story, and immediately it became a suppressed story. It was the most egregious version of information suppression, perhaps in the modern world. And, and they literally shut it down, all the social media platforms, the major media news outlets, and when they did say something about it, it was Russian disinformation. Well, if you remember this, there was a letter. It was an open letter signed by 51 former high-ranking intelligence officials, all of whom signed on saying this has all the indications, they say, of um, Russian disinformation, meaning we were paid to be your true intel sources. Pay no attention here. Do not look at the man behind the curtain. This is not a thing. Don't worry. We're in charge. We know intelligence. You don't. Well, in my opinion, it went from being intel to psyops because they now are saying one of them literally came out the other day. A guy named Doug Wise, Douglas Wise, a former Defense Intelligence Agency deputy director. He was one of the 51 who signed on to that public letter. He recently said this, quote, all of us figured that a significant portion of the content had to be real to make the Russian disinformation credible. In other words, what he said was, there were large grains of truth in there. We just didn't like the, you know, the, the conclusions that were drawn. Well, no, 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 no. That's not what you said. That's not what you said back then, sir. You basically said, pay no attention here. Look the other way. Nothing to see here. Move along. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And in reality, what he's saying now is, well, yeah, I mean, we knew some of this content was real. Really? Really? And yet you put your intelligence career on the line, your, your entire intelligence career reputation on the line, your good name, along with 51 others, people like former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta, former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, former CIA Director John Brennan. I mean, it was a who's who 
of retired Intel guys. Nothing to see here, except apparently there was everything to see there. Because they knew. And now they're saying they knew. Why are they saying it now? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because there's about to be an investigation by the House Republicans. And they better go ahead and start trying to correct the story now. That's, that's what's happening, Boomer. They're, they're literally saying, hey, you know, um, <laughs> you don't, don't overthink what we said. I mean, that's not, that's not where we really were. <laughs> you know, did, when we said Russian disinformation, we didn't mean like Russian disinformation. We just meant Russian disinformation. It's a total psyop. They're, they're gaslighting the American people. And now they want to sort of walk it back a little bit. I guarantee you that uh, that guy's not going to be the first or the last. Not, not going to be the last, I mean, to, to come out and say something more mitigating as they get closer to being called in to provide testimony uh, to a House committee on their Russian disinformation about the Hunter Biden laptop. All right, uh, tell you what, I'm jumping over here and looking over at the, uh, the text lines. Um, I got a, got a ton of stuff coming in. I tell you what, I'm going to check some of these out. But we'll just take a break right now. We'll do that. We'll take the break about a minute early. I'll check out the text lines, come back and tell you some of the thoughts from, man, a lot of thought, like, oh my gosh, a lot of texts came in the last few minutes. You want to text in yourself, 833-687-4448. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, I gotta, I gotta do some acknowledgments here on the text messages. I had to start running through the string and just pulling what I could. Uh, by the way, hello to one of our new texters, Barsha from Rogersville. Barsha, we're glad you're on the text line. Keep them coming. Um, Roger from Ardbor. Uh, texted in, talking about how he remembers as a kid when the uh, rocket was put up there at the uh, at the rest stop and uh, and what it took to to move it there. He thinks he remembers the people that actually did the moving. So there's there's that. Uh, Juan from Newmarket, uh, with regards to Seattle, uh, says there are no evangelical cis white males remaining in Seattle. I hope that's not true. Um, but but yeah, okay, there it is. Joe from Owens Crossroads about Seattle says I love that place so much. It's so beautiful. He was born and raised in Seattle. But it's just gone crazy. He said they literally elect socialists to city council thinking that those ideals will bring a positive outcome. Yeah, I, I've been out that way, too. The Pacific Northwest is gorgeous. It is absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's got its own version of paradise out there. And uh, so it's a shame. But uh, their politics are killing it. Um, Joe from Owens Crossroads. Did I get his already? Yes, I did. Juan from Newmarket. Uh, and then um, several more. Uh, and, uh, and, and Paul from Athens just, just texted in. Glad to have you on the line, Paul. Um, uh, okay. Hey, uh, I got a caller on the line. Let me jump over there. Is that Jeff? Yep. Jeff from Indiana. How are you doing, brother? You passed that rocket yet? Yeah. And if you'll notice those pictures I sent into you there, there's graffiti on top of the escape rocket there. So apparently Spider-Man must live in Alabama. Wow. Okay. That's, that's a dare that could have gone horribly wrong. <laughs> 
yeah, I don't know how. I guess they climbed the guy wires or something. I don't know how they got up there, but yeah, if you look closer, it's, there's the graffiti on top of the escape rocket. I mean, how's that conversation <laughs> go? Is that is that a redneck going here, hold my beer, or is that like some kids going, do it, man, you'll be cool. Everybody does. I mean, what? I, I think it probably. Hey, man, come here, watch this. Hold, 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 hold my bag of uh, uh, hallucinogenics here, because <laughs> I, I got to be out of my mind. To go up wow. There. <laughs> Red Bull gives you wings all the way to the top of the rocket, I guess. But, uh, hey, so those pictures you took, those were today? Was that fresh? Um, but, you know, you're talking about this uh, Russian oh, disinformation and everything, you know. Yeah. Could you hear me? Okay. Uh, you know, when we're going to start calling out the American disinformation, I, I want to hear somebody say, well, this is American disinformation because it's exactly what it is. You're talking about the, uh, the letter signed by the uh, intel officials I was talking about a while ago? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's 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 all it is. It's, let's you know, everything I hear is all this Russian disinformation. Well, let's start calling it what it is. Let's call it American disinformation. Anything that Biden says or anything these other people are saying is well, it's, you know, I think I need to be banned from Twitter because of uh, disinformation, American disinformation. Well, I, I did a whole uh, I did a whole monologue on that, uh, gosh, a couple of weeks ago about how this is uh-huh. the epitome of uh, psychological operations. This is where you're trying to steer the narrative in order to reach an outcome that fits your agenda. And and that's what the military has been trained to do in psyops. It's not supposed to happen on U.S. soil at all. Yeah, And, and I wonder about these uh, uh, 97% of scientists say that global how much of that is this information? You know, uh, oh, it's yeah. funny that you know everybody kind of sticks together and goes along. Oh well, that's you know we're, we're all going along together. This this is absolutely true, and, and even though it's uh, you know it, they don't know if it's uh, keep... like I say now it's climate change. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, they they, they they got rid of global warming because it's too specific. They had to give it climate change so they can say whatever they want to say. I mean, there was a time, Jeff, you and I are both old enough to remember the days of acid rain was killing the world, and then there was going to be the, uh, the 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 polar ice caps were melting, and we we're gonna we we're gonna wind up having global you know uh, flooding, and then it was going to be uh, you know that the the, uh, the loss of the ice cap, we were going to see no more polar bears, and then you know now it's then it was global warming, and then now here we are. Carbon offsets are going to yeah. save the world. They still fly their private jets. It's just unbelievable. Oh, I wonder where that ozone hole went to. <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole hole in the hole in the ozone. Although that did make for a great movie, one of my favorites, The Book of Eli. You ever seen that one? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, Jeff, I'm questioning your manhood now. Oh, well, sometimes I do too, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've been married a long time. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, Jeff, you have a great trip, man. Be careful on the road. That's just good. That's just good. So, Boomer, you seen the book of Eli? Oh, yeah. I mean, you are a man, right? I am, and I've seen it. <laughs> and the very first time, it took me about halfway through to figure out what was going on. Yeah, and no no spoilers. We can't tell the end in no, case somebody hasn't seen it. That's why I was just saying. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't catch it until the end when they – you know they gave the twist ending mm-hmm. but um but i still that that movie i mean denzel washington's one of my favorite actors no matter what yes I, he could i don't care what he's in it's he's denzel right mm-hmm. but um but but book of eli just something about it and i and i love i've always been fascinated by post apocalyptic movies you know the, like what would it look like after uh you know armageddon or whatever um, and, and this, if you haven't seen book of Eli folks, I'm just on a, I'm waxing. <laughs> I am totally off topic because I only have a minute and a half anyway, so I'm going to fill it with the book of Eli. But, but she, she, <laughs> it's one of those that 
Charlene knows if I'm flipping the channels, there's a couple of movies that I'm going to pause on. It's going to be Book of Eli, Tombstone, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And now, now I will say this. She texted me the other night with a quote from Tombstone and said, what am I watching? And I was literally said, Tombstone, you're at the scene where it does it. Anyway, Book of Eli, <laughs> post-apocalypse. And the main character, Denzel Washington, has a, is on a mission. He's been told he has to keep walking west, carrying the last Bible known to exist in the world um, to get it to a safe place. That's all you know. And he has to fight. It's basically like, you know, living in Mad Max times. And uh, he has to fight his way to the West uh, for his mission. And there are some of the best fight scenes I have ever seen in that movie. And, and also, and Boomer, that, that one scene, too, where he, he pulls out firearms and they think he doesn't have real firearms that are going to work. And oh, boy, oh right. he does. <laughs> and oh, boy, was a shot, too, was he not? Oh, yes. Um, well, anyway, Man, Book of movie. Eli. Book of Eli, Ooh. Denzel Washington, How Can You Go Wrong? Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And, and Tony from Piedmont's already saying, awesome movie. Yes, it was. Uh, I can't hear. Is there music playing? Did the, uh, did, did, it is playing in 15 seconds. Okay. I, th- I thought I heard something. I was like, should the pastor stop talking? I don't know Almost. what to do right now. Almost. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> book of Eli, Book of Eli, Book of Eli, Book of Eli. Anyway. All right, folks. Listen, we're going to come right back. Jim Jordan just fired back at the White House about what he expects. And I'm wondering, is the Biden Biden White House having buyer's remorse about the Mar-a-Lago raid? Yeah, I'm in number two of the Triple Dipper, hindsight. And I'm wondering, in hindsight, are they kind of wishing they hadn't raided Mar-a-Lago because now chickens are coming home to roost? We'll talk about it in a minute. Y'all stay tuned. Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes even the international. And yeah, covering down on all the issues, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is third hour already here on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, by the way, we call that Camel Eve around here. It's uh, Camel Eve. Man, I'm just excited about Camel Day. <laughs> that just gets me excited. <laughs> Tomorrow's Camel Day, Yay! guys. We get uh, to hear the camel. Got, got to hear the camel. Can't play it on earlier days because that would take away from the specialness. <laughs> That's right. So it's That's special. right. Is specialness a word? It, it is today. It is. I that like is specialness. Yeah. I'm all about some specialness. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm in number two of the Triple Dipper. In hindsight is the name of it. So I look at this and think, okay, there are a series of stories I kept thinking, I wonder if they're having buyer's remorse. I wonder if they're wishing they never voted for that person. 
I wonder if they're thinking, Ugh, could I have a do-over? Can I get a mulligan? <laughs> well, the FBI doesn't get mulligans, you know. And, uh, and, and, you know, I got news. Presidents of the United States don't often get mulligans either. But I'm wondering if the president of the United States is sort of wishing they had done the whole Mar-a-Lago thing differently. Um, okay, well, the, the whole Mar-a-Lago thing uh, and the whole thing with the finding the Biden documents. Yeah. My thing is, is okay, Mar-a-Lago happened. Yeah, it did. Why would President Biden not just go on and get all of his documents out of his house after that? Well, there's... <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Okay, you know it just happened. Why? I mean... Come on, but put you on the screen so we can oh. we can we can dialogue. I mean, people hear your voice in the background. Um, I forget to do my that sometimes. Okay, I, so <laughs> live streaming, live streaming. Um, so okay, so your point well taken. Uh, except that there is there's okay. Here's here's a variety of um, views on your question. Frame your question again. All why? right. So why would he not go on and get rid of all the documents in his house, knowing that he already had the raid on Mar-a-Lago. The assumption being, first of all, he knew there were documents in his house because he could remember there were documents in his house. <laughs> if, he, if he could remember that, and I, and I, I guess that would be the... And I say that because, think about it, when you're flippant with something, when it doesn't mean much to you, then, I mean, like like for me, like uh, I'm trying to think of something that is means, like, okay, like I've, I've got a watch that a friend gave me that I've been wearing for years, right? Mm -hmm. At night when I, you know, you know, get my comfy clothes on, uh, my watch goes in the same place every time, so I know where it is. I care about it. It's it's specific. I, right. I'm taking care of it. Um, but you know, like uh, a Dixie cup that I just drank water <laughs> out of, I might leave it sitting on the side table, and Charlene go, "Could you throw that away?" Oh, I forgot it was there because I could care less. Oh, well, kind of like you know, all of our junk drawers that everybody has. Yeah, everybody's got a junk drawer, and you don't even know what's in it sometimes. <laughs> we have an important drawer that's it's, a junk drawer. It's a very important drawer. <laughs> And if you're that's missing something, is. that's where it is. But but so my point, though, is it depends. I mean, if, if Biden was as flippant as it appears he was, he may not even remember he put that Dixie Cup classified top secret document in his garage. Hmm. He might not even remember that there was one in the desk drawer at his library. He may not have no clue that they, you know, it was, I mean, because he was so flippant. So either A, he doesn't remember, or B, he's too flippant. But then the question, you, you bring the point. I, I go back to... Okay, but they did do a raid on Mar-a-Lago, and then apparently soon thereafter, they found the first batch of documents, which does seem to indicate that there may have been an oh crap moment in someone's mind. Mm. Like, oh crap, we just raided Mar-a-Lago. Hey, sir, uh, like, yeah, did you, you don't have any documents laying around that we need to know about, do you? Well, um, you know, uh, I had oatmeal for breakfast, and... Um, <laughs> But then they send somebody, guess who went over? His lawyers. His lawyers went over to pick up documents. And no one knows why it was his lawyers. But it's interesting wow. to me, to answer your question, I don't know the answer to this, but I, 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 assuming that he cared enough to remember, or, you know, for that matter, it might have been someone else. It might have been Jill Biden who said, honey, I think we'd better check the house because when I was dusting the library, mm. you know, so we don't know. Um, if Biden even remembered they were there because he was so flippant. But then again, there is a reason why they went and looked. And I think it was an, oh, crap, buyer's remorse on having done the full-on raid on Mar-a-Lago. And, oh, crap, now we got to live up to the same standard. So yeah, that, make, that makes complete sense. And, you know, another side of it could be that some people are 
I guess some people in it that I've heard talk about would be, you know, maybe it's the Democratic, you know, side that's kind of being like, hey, you know, we kind of maybe need uh, Biden out of office. Oh, so you're. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so that, that, and some people have mentioned that to me. There's, there's, there's. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and, and by the way, Jason from Huntsville just texted in and says, A, there's no way he remembers anything. And B, <laughs> remember how flippant he was regarding the loan guarantee that he withheld from Ukraine in 2014? And the premise was they would release the funds if they fired the prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden? I, I do recall that. I mean, mm. the man has been so privileged for years. 40 years in the swamp has made him um, a creature of entitlement. I, I know how this operates. Don't try and tell me this. Mm. Um, and and I, I really think that he was just operating on Joe Biden's uh, level of classification. He could care less. I'm Joe Biden. Don't you right. know? I'm, hey, hey, what's wrong with you? You a junkie? I'm fine. You're a dog-faced pony soldier. Question me. I know documents, man. What's wrong with you? You a junkie? Anyway. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I got to say something, too. I'm going to lay this out there. I told Charlene an observation. You know, sometimes you can see something, hear something, and, and you can see beneath the surface. And every once in a while, that happens even on a national scale. And you remember the other day, Boomer, when um, the president was responding to Peter Ducey's question about, what were you thinking, Mr. President, about having documents in his garage? And oh, he said, right. he, and he said, they were in there with my Corvette. Like that, that meant something. any better. I know. And then, and, later, and then a few minutes later, he goes, but they were in your garage. Yes. And my garage with my Corvette is locked. And I looked at that and I thought, the only here's here's Phil's, you know, analysis of why the Corvette came out of his mouth. It came out of his mouth because he's a prideful man. It came out of his mouth because mm. it was his way of trying to assert the moment that you don't speak to me. I'm the kind of guy that can have a classic Corvette in his garage. Do you have a classic Corvette in your garage? I dare you to answer that question. I've got a Corvette, buddy. That's what that was. Mm. And, and, and there's no other reason why it made sense for it to come out. A rational person talking about classified documents does not mention the car. And oh, by the way, I'm a Ford guy, but still. It, uh, but, it's uh, right next to my 1986 Chevy Silverado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's no reason to mention his classic car, except that it was his way of asserting himself in the moment, trying to regain control of the moment. It was a prideful moment where he basically said, I'm the guy who can have a classic Corvette. Mm. Who are you to question me? Well, that didn't go over very well. It made it worse. Yeah. Uh, pride usually digs a hole. What, th th this is not even on the list, Boomer. What no, are we doing that, here? I mean, it was more on the, you know, hindsight, and I was just asking the question. Well, so the, <laughs> back to the uh, triple dipper. In hindsight, thank you very much for steering me back, Boomer. I yeah. appreciate it. Uh, by the way, though, you heard the pridefulness of the Corvette thing here first. If you hear it again on Fox News tonight, it's because they listened to my show. All right, um, so... Foxnews.com has a piece dated January 16th. That'd be yesterday. Jim Jordan fires back at the White House in the Biden document fight, saying Republicans want fair treatment. So here's the deal, man. Talk about buyer's remorse. Talk about hindsight. Are you sort of wishing you'd done something different, DOJ, Biden administration? Well, now guess what? The Republicans are in charge, and they're going to investigate. And they want to know. And here's the question from Jim Jordan. Why was President Trump's home raided but not President Biden's? 
Why did the FBI take pictures of President Trump's so-called classified documents, but not President Biden's? Republicans just want fair and equal treatment under the law. That is not an unfair request. If you're gonna if you're gonna treat the situation this way, and you're gonna mock it on the news, and you're gonna call the current president in to mock the previous president and talk about how completely irresponsible was that, man. Well, guess what? Now you're having buyer's remorse, aren't you? You got way out over your skis, and I would guarantee you that someone is going. Did we have to raid Mar-a-Lago? Could we just not finish the process? Could we have not insisted and just showed up one day and said, hey, yeah, we need to talk? No. They had to raid Mar-a-Lago and go in there and go pilfering through, um, you know, Melania Trump's closet, for crying out loud. Go into his son Barron's personal room. Had to, had to go way beyond the pale and then take pictures of it all and then release the pictures for the general public's consumption Except now, in hindsight, maybe that's going to come back to bite you. Because had they just found documents and made a fuss and moved on and maybe even pressed charges, okay. But the raid, and now we're Biden, they keep finding more documents. And oh, by the way, they knew the documents were there back in November and didn't say boo about it. Double standard, man. Double standard completely. Speaking of double standards... If you go to Mar-a-Lago, and this is according to Trump, so there you go. Trump claims Mar-a-Lago is a highly secured facility with security cameras all over the place, watched over by our staff and our great secret service. And he says, I have info on everyone who comes down there. In other words, you're signing in, you're signing out at Mar-a-Lago. Not so at the president's personal residence in Delaware. Now, you may look at this and try to go down the same route that the president's personal spokesman is saying. Like every president across decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal. Is that the way you felt about Mar-a-Lago? Okay. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't claim that. That's, that's disingenuous. It doesn't even work anymore. But here's the problem. If it were someplace that, like, you know, the Crawford Ranch where President Bush, you know, would go back and visit periodically, maybe once a year, twice a year, President Biden has gone back to his Delaware homes Literally something like 57 times since he got elected. Weekend after weekend after long weekend. What that makes it is, that's the other White House. He's not going to Camp David. He's not going to the place once in a while. He's going down there like every other weekend of his presidency, usually for a Friday through Sunday. And you have to ask yourself, okay, if you're the sitting president and you're you're doing this every other weekend. Who's down there with you? How many visitors are you bringing in? And oh, by the way, is this the place where you go have the quiet meetings where you're outside the beltway? Hmm. And so now the question is, why were there no visitor logs? Well, we don't have to have a visitor log. It's a personal residence. We use visitor's logs in the White House. Trump didn't always do that. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. Well, the White House just announced... As of uh, Epoch Times running the story yesterday, the White House just announced there are no logs or information of any kind on who visited the Wilmington House, which has, by the way, in terms of Trump's uh, opinion, flimsy, unlocked, unsecured doors and a very now very famous garage. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it boggles the mind. But folks, make no mistake, that was the other White House, or it maybe is the other White House. That's the place where he goes to get away 
And I guarantee you he's not always getting away. Because when you're the President of the United States, you're on duty 24-7. And I cannot help but wonder how many quiet meetings took place outside the Beltway at the Wilmington residence on who knows what with who knows who. It's the other White House. And if you're going to visit it once in a while, I get it. If you're going to go every other weekend for a long weekend using government assets to get you there, guess what? Have a freaking visitor log. It's, it's not too much to ask. All right, let's do this. Boomer, I ran long, man. You just let me sit here just keep talking. I'm just, I'm just. You were on a, you were on a good rant. <laughs> I was watching the clock this time. Take me to a break. <laughs> Take me to a break. Take me to a break. We'll do it. We'll come right back. I'm wrapping this thing up. Let's see if we can get into Swamp Watch before I finish up. That'd be number three on the Triple Dipper. I got some good stuff in that one, too. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right hey i gotta i gotta stop just for a second and tell you guys zla solutions so i was talking to one of the uh, dudes out there at zla solutions uh just this morning as a matter of fact um they are kicking it so and and i'll and I'll, I'll tell you this too they are hiring right now and one of the things i can tell you is that zla solutions is hiring for high-tech jobs on site at redstone arsenal right now so if you're a high-tecker uh, check out their website, ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. Contact them. And, and they've got these are these are high paying white collar, uh, you know, high tech jobs on site uh, at a major new installation at Redstone Arsenal. You might want to check them out. But they've got jobs posted all over North Hub, all kinds of jobs, everything in the world you could think of blue collar, white collar, no collar. They got all of them. And if you're an employer or looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, then man, Listen, ZLA Solutions, you might need to give them a call because they can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing for you. They, they like to say, here's the deal. They like to say it's their motto. At ZLA, we don't, we don't make it. We make it better, which means they come in and try to help you make your business better. And they just had the best year on record that they've ever had. And I mean, it was a big one. And it's because there's so many employer groups using their services to help them make their business better. So check them out, ZLA at ZLAUSA.com. All right. Um, hey, I, if I got a caller, I do, don't I? I'm sorry. Let me jump on that before I run out of time. Uh, is that Brian? Brian from Huntsville. How you doing, brother? Mighty fine. I hope you folks are doing well with all things. I am, sir. Yeah. What's on your mind? Well, visitor logs. That, uh, d- d- doesn't Mar-a-Lago and an ex-president having Secret Service protection have uh, visitor logs in his home? Yeah, I, I, I feel certain that he does. There's actually a gatehouse to get into Mar-a-Lago, for that matter. But, yeah. But uh, and then why it's why it, uh, Car-a-Lago or Wilmington, if you will, are there no visitors logs? Well, that's, that's a great question. I mean, and, and it's, like I said, it's, it's even beyond being the place that he goes to once in a while. The, 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 the current president has been yeah. there basically every other weekend since he got elected almost. And he's sitting president. Yes. He's not... Former city president, which is the point of difference on what 
how easy it is to uh, for anybody to dodge, to dodge your secret service. No, everything's supposed to go on. You're you're, you're exactly right. Question. Yeah, Brian, thanks for the call, there. man. Appreciate you. Had trouble with his signal. I was getting just parts of it. But what was the last thing he said? Could you hear what he said there? All right. No. Well, okay. <laughs> it was Brian. just breaking up. Yeah, Sorry, was, Brian. Um, well, nonetheless, his point is well taken about why he's a sitting president. Why would he not use a um, uh, a visitor log? Listen, uh, I can tell you right now, having gone to the governor's mansion uh, several times in Alabama, you have to be logged in. They they know who's there. It's not like you just wander in, wander out. I mean, those days have been gone for a long time. Um, and I've I've been to the White House before. You get a chance to go. Guess what? They know who's there. Uh, there's and so the idea that the president didn't even bother, didn't he knew what he was doing. He didn't want a record who's coming to his Wilmington home. Like I said, that's been the other White House. That's been the place where I I I'm just speculating here, where I think he's been going just to you know have those quiet meetings, the kind that don't go on the record. All right, listen, I'm going to go ahead and drop the rest of this content on In Hindsight. I got several more, but I'm going to jump to the third one. Swamp Watch. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.